Cool. 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 Only cool dudes, this podcast. That's what I'm <laughs> allowing for. Yeah, no nerds allowed. No nerds. Get out of here, you bespectacled dweeb, dweeb boys. <laughs> that wasn't directed right. at you. Oh yeah, because I'm bespectacled but not a dweeb. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. That's cool. <laughs> You're a cool guy. Hey, thanks. That's why I'm on this, on this pod. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> It's not why Welcome. I'm on the pod. Oh, <laughs> You gotta earn your place. Yeah, <laughs> I, you were trying to launch in. Go for it. <laughs> Welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, Woo! an album that features a lot of drums, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and with me is James Barron. Yeah, buddy, it's James Barron here. This album does feature a lot of drums. Pretty sure there's drums on every track. Yeah. (laughs) I'd say, like, a quarter of the core musicians were playing Mm. the drums at any point. There you go. That's a a decent percentage. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of really, I really want to dedicate this whole episode to Nick Mason, actually. The, like, drummer for Pink Floyd that we notoriously got the name of wrong multiple times <laughs> yeah and the instrument wrong for yeah <laughs> several more times yeah so this yeah. is this is one for you nick because this week we watched uh whiplash 2014 the drummer movie the drummer movie more drums in this movie than i'd say there are in this album agreed yeah high, high j- drum index lots of drum yeah. and Little Drummer Boy, at it again. <laughs> Why is it not called Little Drummer Boy? <laughs> I think that would have a different tone to the yeah. movie. Oh, it's like oh. very Christmas themed. They should do a second one called Little Drummer Boy, and it's just like over the Christmas holidays. Yeah, but otherwise exactly the same. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is just dressed as an elf the whole time, so it yeah. sort of takes the edge off. It's all stop motion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm for it. Do you, um, have you ever played the drums? Uh, I have attempted to. I'm not an actual drummer. My brother had drums. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, we started uh, learning guitar together back in cool. when we were younger. And yeah. the guitar teacher, well, Alex wasn't vibing it as much as I was. And the guitar teacher also had a drum kit and was like, do you want to learn drums? And Alex was like, hell yeah. So he started getting into the old drums. So he's the, he's the drummer in our family. That's cool. Yeah pretty cool uh, yeah the drums is a sweet instrument it's one of those ones that i think i would love to learn at some point just it's yeah. so helpful having like good rhythm it's just for any other instrument it's incredibly useful to just and it just it literally drums that into you right <laughs> yeah yeah what about you you ever played drums i don't know if you know this about me i did drum lessons for four years holy shit i did not know that about you <laughs> wow but what was that um, like we didn't have a drum a drum kit oh. so i couldn't practice i could only practice oh. on my knees which doesn't give you much skill so um every like i think i went to lessons every two weeks as well so it's not really enough oh, to man. really like I said drum it into you true but, um yeah it was every win- every second wednesday afternoon and my drum teacher looked exactly like zach efron wow no Amazing. not zach efron sorry zach braff oh <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> very different zach different zacks <laughs> different Good zacks for different folks yeah oh, um man. and then i quit because i went to my friend reese's house for his birthday and he had a okay. drum kit and i was like oh bro let me have a go on your drums and i did like a basic rock number three which yep. was as far as i would got in my four years 
And then he was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And he sat down and he just busted out some whiplash stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, Aww. yeah, this is what the drums should be. And you quit and after that. You got, like, yeah. shamed by, like, a better musician. Yeah, pretty much. It was the same thing. I did trampolining at the same time, okay. which is... <laughs> that's a fair response. Yeah. It's, like, professional jumping on a trampoline and doing yep. twirls and stuff. And then I went to my friend's house. It might have even been Reese again. And then Reese did a flip on his trampoline. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, you you know how to do that without doing trampolining lessons oh my god oh i might have to quit man this friend of yours reese seems like he was just living your life but better but also he's just like stopping you from living yours oh. yeah you shouldn't have I been think... taking this stuff in stride man like lesson number one is that there's always going to be a better mu musician than you like there's it's Heck just yeah. yeah look at bloody whiplash johnny whiplash <laughs> over here he's amazing <laughs> but like it's, you shouldn't, like, get upset by that. It's, you're doing it for your own enjoyment and for, like, learning an instrument, so, you know. Exactly. I think as a kid, and, like, you could put this down to Harry Potter and Star Wars, how it's both about chosen ones who are automatically mm. the best at something they didn't know exists. Sure, okay. Or you could put it down to any kind of childhood entitlement, but I would give up a lot of things that I wasn't immediately great at, and that oh. carried on probably into, like, Oh, late high school pretty much when i went to my university which was like graphic design whiplash yeah and i realized like oh you can suck at something but still get better and yeah. getting better is the big part of it that's how learning works yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I'm, oh, I'm glad you've you've that's a good old big lesson there holy moly yeah, man. right at the top of the show i like that <laughs> yeah man um oh. also side note trampolines drums of the feet <laughs> yes what is a trampoline oh. if not a giant drum oh. where you are the drumstick surely like some musician out there has got a beat that's made on trampolines i hope so don't fish have like every time they play a certain song they get out their trampolines and have what? a little dance that's great i hope yeah. so man fish is such a crazy band holy shit yeah i I feel like, I think I've said this before about The Grateful Dead, that every year I'm like one song away from getting really into The Grateful Dead. Mm. Like every year I get slightly closer, and it's the same with Bruce Springsteen. I know in my future there's going to be a time where I only care about fish, so at the moment I'm not caring about fish because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like you need to save that for when you hit like 55 or something. Like yeah. that is prime midlife crisis stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, you heard about Gareth? You got way into fish. Like... <laughs> <laughs> holy moly i don't he's like following the band i haven't seen him in months <laughs> his devil stick game is amazing though yeah his holy, holy shit he's made a devil <laughs> a deal with the devil for those devil sticks <laughs> oh man devil sticks the drumsticks of fire yeah yeah do devil <laughs> sticks have to be on fire is that a a, a portent of the devil devil sticker I don't know. I hope so. I hope there's like a... It's like um, champagne and sparkling wine or something. Okay, like yeah. Because it I feel has like to I've, be on fire. I feel like I've definitely seen at least practice devil sticks where they aren't on fire. Yeah. Maybe so. they're called like demon sticks when they're not on fire. <laughs> yes. Minor demon and imp sticks. Azrael <laughs> yeah. sticks. I think Sweet. he's a minor demon. <laughs> Oh man, should we get into some Azrael sticks and watch yeah. the devil beat away at some drums with this movie, Gareth? <laughs> yes, we should. And that was a segue to end all segues. All right. 
I'm glad I'm flying by the seat of my pants here, as usual, on the podcast. Uh, oh, man. Speak to Me is the song at the start of the album again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, um, they're not going to change this off at some any point, are they? Yeah, God. Get it together, guys. Um, but yeah, oh, this plays over the many, many production house logos of this film, Gareth. I yes. want, I kind of want you to break them all down for me, because there's like six. Oh, it's, it's nuts. Hang on, hang on. I can watch them back. The thing that shocked me the most was um, Blumhouse. Yeah. The horror movies. They produced this. Yeah. Which, um, very, very scary movie, so it made a lot yeah, of sense. It's kind of in, in, in keeping with their usual, usual fare. Yeah. Okay, I'm rewatching it. Uh, we've okay. got Sony Pictures Classics. That's yeah. uh, white font, blue background, big line on top of Sony Pictures Classics. Oh. Very nice. We're faded right. to black. Yeah. B made a smoke. O made a spoke. L made a smoke. <laughs> D bold films. Bold films. Oh, the shines a bit. Oh, disappeared into smoke. Yeah. Now nah. oh, we're black again. What's going to happen next? Oh, Blumhouse. Spooky. Here we are. This is before Blumhouse got really spooky with their logo. Like, there'd be a demon in the corner and everything. Oh, scary. Um, I thought this was when the movie started, but it's a man looking out a window, and he's actually just the logo for right-of-way films. There you go. (laughs) And he's faded away. No animation for right-of-way films. No. Is that it? I believe that's it. I'm hearing drums now. Okay, yeah. You're good. You can turn off Uh, the film again. We're not going (laughs) to do a, like, full-on director's commentary for this episode, but... No, one day. We should really do the album as a director's commentary. Put that in the pocket. Oh, yeah. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Episode 50? Something like that? That's yeah. Sweet. All right. Once we're um, experts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sweet. Okay. Those <laughs> some. They sure were some uh, production house logos. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, like that That like plays for the entire entirety of the, um, the Just Speak to Me, which is like about a minute long, but still, yeah. that's a fair few. Um, yeah, Breathe starts up, we get the title card, Whiplash, very small font, hard to read, um, uh, but yeah, and there's some lovely drumming coming through as we, uh, see our main character, Andrew, just going yes. nuts on the drums, not matching up with Breathe, really. <laughs> no, this is gonna be our most mechanical sync ever, like, I think you could tell a robot if these are syncing, because you just can, drums are the easiest instrument to kind of look at and get a feeling of what you're supposed to hear. Yeah, exactly. It's and, yeah, very easy yeah. to see when it's off and when it matches. So yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for when I chose this movie, and that like it, it'll be like definitive in terms of whether we're in and out at, at yeah. any given point. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. But yeah, so, so far we're out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we're starting off strong. Um, yeah. So J.K. Simmons rocks up. Uh, Terence Fletcher is his that's name right. and the character name. Uh, in the film terence is such a funny name for this guy it seems like terence is i don't think is a very threatening name but hey no yeah i've got an uncle terry and he would never berate throw a chair at someone for playing the drums poorly he's a nice man i'm sure yeah Yeah. anyway he comes in to (laughs) uncle terry comes in and uh wants to see if (laughs) andrew will join the band he's like it's scoping out if he has what it takes what he's made of you know yeah gets him to do various exercises like some various uh fills and things um yeah like it responds to him saying like uh it's like why did you stop playing when he starts playing he's like dude i didn't ask you to start playing i just asked why you stopped yeah. it's like come on man like context yeah. <laughs> and then he just vanishes yeah. 
It's uh, pretty spooky. Oh. He's a ghost man, but then he has to come back to yeah. get his uh, his jacket. <laughs> sort of ruins yeah. his own exit, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, as someone who forgets things like jackets and stuff all the time, yeah. um, I can relate. Yeah. The worst thing is when you forget your jacket at work and you go like, see you tomorrow, come back for your jacket, and someone's like, oh, it's tomorrow already? Yeah. Could... Which I'm guilty of that joke. But no, yeah. yeah. You know, like, I always forget where your, where your jacket is every now and then. Gotta, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm like, I do my very best to not leave stuff at people's places and stuff after parties, but I know that I fucking do, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Sam? yeah oh uh anyway yeah so um yeah on the run plays over he him leaving the room so we go into that uh and we see that it's like the title card comes up for the schaefer college of music like one of the most prestigious music schools ever in new york city yeah um so yeah that's where this fictional right i'm pretty sure schaefer's real isn't it what I was hoping it was fictional and named after Paul Schaefer, um, David Letterman's band leader. Uh, hang on. I'm googling. Schaefer School. Nah, it's fake. I'm an idiot. Oh. There's Schaefer Elementary School. That's in Litchfield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one's playing jazz drums at Schaefer. Anyway. Yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I 100% thought it was a real school but hey it's supposed to be like a, a Juilliard kind of type uh, place yes yeah uh, like very prestigious but anyway um yeah so we're wandering around like streets of New York after this little interaction I just want to quickly mention as well that like this little opening scene perfectly sets up like the key relationship in the movie as well oh heck yeah yeah, yeah. it's like teacher student kind of dynamic that we're gonna see develop um but yeah uh yeah so this was originally a short film and i think like it's i don't know what scenes were in the short film or not i think our friends on cold pop should did an episode comparing the short film to the original check those boys out if not they better do it yeah look out Uh, (laughs) extra homework for you guys get on it yeah oh man and um so it's probably that's why like they can get a lot done in like economical scenes like that true I feel like the, mainly yeah. this film would add like a lot of extra angry drumming montages and not much else. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, we yeah we're wandering around New York. Um, very pretty. Um, I like all these shots. Uh, yeah. Uh, going to the movies with his dad. I love this. He's mm. got a very sweet relationship with his dad. Um, actually, throughout the film, it's just like his yeah. dad's just looking out for him and like. Uh, understands what he's trying to do like trying to get really really good at becoming a fantastic drummer um mm. there's also a cute girl working at the uh, at the counter here at the at the yeah. movie theater maybe she'll come back who knows who knows uh, maybe there'll be a good mix or maybe there'll be like his dad putting raisins in his popcorn yeah what is going on there who does this and oh. he's like i'll just eat around them it's fine but like <laughs> yeah he doesn't even like no them. it's so weird yeah Did, i could nah popcorn and raisins no. enemy of this show. got any um strange movie habits that you have um now nah, often i realize i'm often late to movies and realize i'm gonna be real hungry mm. so i like tend to buy something big and substantial and try to eat it in the movie for that oh yeah like fucking um, like hoagie or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> I did, um, one time I cooked a whole pizza and then I had to <laughs> get running to the movies <laughs> to see, um, when Marnie was here, like a very wholesome, quiet oh. film. 
and I managed to eat the whole pizza in the car, Whoa. luckily, because I don't think they would have let me bring that pizza what in. What the hell? A whole, a whole, like, not a, like not just a slice. You ate a whole disc out in the car. Yeah, but, like, homemade in that okay. it was, like, on a supermarket base. So it was pretty, it wasn't super substantial. Okay. And, sure, like, yeah. I could, like, <laughs> roll it up like a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and I was driving the car. Oh, my God. So. That's extremely dangerous, but I love it. Yeah. I hadn't seen whiplash at this point. No, you, you, know, you hadn't. Distracted you didn't driving. get the context of what you should, should, and shouldn't do while driving. Whiplash turns <laughs> yeah. out it's a, a driver's safety PSA the whole time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Don't get caught up. <laughs> at the end, they both turn to the camera and go, "The drums were a metaphor." Oh, we had a lot of fun here today. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone watching is like, "No, we yeah, didn't." They like, yeah. <laughs> they sit backwards on their chairs and like stare down the lens, and it's like. Driver safety is no joke. Um, yeah, I don't think I have any uh, movie habits that are that intense. I'm like very anti movie talkers. Ironically, because I like yeah. watch movies with Pink Floyd, so the sanctity of movies <laughs> is already already ruined for me forever. But you know, uh, yeah. like yeah, if someone talks during a movie, I get like irrationally angry. <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, it stresses me out no end. Like I get it if it's like yeah. a fun, like comedy movie. I'm like chill with like outbursts and stuff. If people are laughing, things like yeah. that. That's all. Like the room yeah. or like yeah, cats. Yeah, or that's all like... kosher. I'm, yeah, I'm chill you. with that. If, also, if yeah, if there's like historical precedent, like uh, fucking Rocky Horror or yeah, The Room, mm. something like that, then it's all fine. But if I'm watching like a movie I haven't seen before or like a fairly serious and tone movie, people are like like talking throughout or asking questions about things on screen that shit oh my god i want to throw a i want to throw a symbol directly at your head like i'm getting bad at that where i'll if i'm watching something with someone i might catch myself asking about the subtext oh. being like oh he said that because he's trying to do this eh and then be like oops sorry. drives me nuts like just watch yeah. you'll figure it out like <laughs> i don't know I think lockdown, because cinemas um, reopened in New Zealand, lockdown made people quite, like, forget their movie habits. Mm. Like, I, when I saw Friday the 13th um, playing, it's like an encore thing in cinemas. Cool. Uh, some people were just, like, scrolling on their phones oh and, like, just... Yeah, not so much chatting, chatting, but, like, very casual about it. Which I guess, maybe because it's a campy, like... Literally campy, because it's in a camp. Um, campy, like, old movie. Maybe there was a misreading of the tone know, man. like on how to watch why it why even go to the movies if you're just going to be on your phone though that's what like pisses me off about yeah it. exactly oh i love i love being able to not look at my phone for that long and just look at big screen right? yeah we're just watching yeah. the screen instead of having to take notes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah what a special treat uh, it's like getting it's like at the end of the workday switching off your work laptop and turning on your nice your fun laptop yeah. <laughs> your fun yeah. laptop oh my gosh uh okay yeah we're gonna we'll get back um so yeah the crash on, on the run um plays when he returns to his apartment and shuts the door which is all right oh Pretty yeah good. yeah that's right. um so we cut to like a small band sitting up for some practice and there are like some random people in the background that are also part of the band i think just like dissing andrew like quite blatantly i think that one of the other drummers like apologizes to him he's like oh, just ignore that dude he's a dick but like there is a like yeah. really either a really bad culture at this school or people just don't like andrew in general um 
It's mentioned later... Yeah, it's probably a bit of yeah, both. It's yeah. mentioned later that he has trouble connecting with people and like making eye contact and stuff like that. So it's very likely that he doesn't have friends and it's just like um, hanging out, trying to do the drum thing. But quite yeah. a lonely He existence. later says he doesn't need friends. Yeah. Oh, man. Very lonely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that's at the start here. Um, it, it, there's, it, you see a silhouette kind of lurking outside the door, and they know that um, Fletch is going to come in and see them eventually. But it's yeah. like, today's not the day. Um, he's like lurking outside the window. Pretty funny. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah, then we get like a, a, the first montage of him just practicing some pretty intense rhythms. And like, we're getting like mm. a feel for his day to day. He's like very obsessed with the drums, obviously. Uh, listening to some CDs for inspiration and stuff of like the the greats, um, Bobby Bobby yeah. Fisher and the like, people like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, his drums now, I'm not. I'm saying aren't sinking. Nah. But then, like, his facials. This is something I've realized pretty much at the yeah. end. His drum, his hands and feet don't sink. Right. His face seems to sink quite a lot of the passion of the Yeah, court. true. Nick Mason, yeah. equally passionate drummer, it turns out. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That works. Into that. Yeah. It's like, again, very difficult for like them to be matching Pink Floyd, which is more of a chill tone in general. Mm. But yeah. yeah. There's no fancy, there's a lot of fills, but there's no fancy like jazzy drums True. on this yeah. album. The really. tempo is probably like four times as fast as any given Pink <laughs> Floyd song. So yeah, for yeah. sure uh yeah so that's his usual day today um yeah the following day uh they're practicing again like it's like the the previous scene was cut into an existing session it's like the exact same setup the following day <laughs> yeah. and fletcher waltz is in and he's like checking in on all the different players to see if they're good enough to join his like concert band that he has yeah. his own special private band and he gets them to play very little amount of music like a bar tops <laughs> yeah like usually only a couple of seconds out of anything and that's enough for him to tell which yeah. i find very funny this is presumably yeah, true of like a, a, any like practice musician that they'll be able to tell what kind of skill you have from like a really small amount if he's dealing with like the amount of students that they'd have at like a school like juilliard you know yeah well this was based on the director's time at jazz school oh, cool. um on um, Damien Chazelle's time and based on an actual teacher just turned up quite a lot. Ah. So that's what I, yeah, I can't imagine him faking that. No. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how much like work JK put into like the role of trying to figure out, uh, the vibe of like an intense music teacher. He seems to like yeah. very naturally meld into this character. Yeah. Well, he was told by, um, Chazelle to stop playing him as a human and start playing him as like a monster yeah. and an animal nice we're yeah. about to see some of that coming out oh yes uh, but anyway um yeah he does he gets them to all play a couple of things um and then yeah he invites andrew to come to the next uh practice 6 a.m yeah. sharp is what he says um yeah pretty good he can't believe his luck he's yeah. like stoked and like brimming with confidence and riding that high he like goes to ask the uh movie girl out that he likes yeah yeah and yeah she like messes with him for a little bit being like no get the hell out of here <laughs> yeah oh i felt that dread oh, rough yeah. stuff uh but then she's like <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding sure take me out it's fine 
<laughs> yeah, to the pizza place. Yeah. Her name's Nicole, and they set up a date. Sweet. Yeah. It's going great for Andrew here at the start of the film. <laughs> yeah, <this> is- <laughs> we get a very quick shot of him wake of him asleep, which yep. fits with Great Google in the Sky, but then he immediately wakes up and it stops. Never fitting. mind. <laughs> yeah. I do and I do love the idea that this is like the end of the short film here. It's just like he gets chosen for <laughs> the concert band and then like asks a girl out and then he's happy and that's the end <laughs> yeah uh this is probably like a super edited like if you're on a plane oh for God. optimists they probably edit the movie so it ends <laughs> the here optimist plane <laughs> yeah oh, man what a sunshiny happy plane to be on i love that yeah wow every movie's only like four minutes it's brilliant <laughs> yeah there's no narrative stakes whatsoever for this plane also, yeah. no one actually knows where they're flying to. <laughs> yeah, you just hope you're going to be somewhere yeah, cool. Yeah, you're just, you're just flying. Wherever you end up, that's where you were meant to be, man. Oh, man. Hell yeah. Crunchy. Anyway, he very crunchy. He rushes to the <laughs> practice hall at 6am, but no one's there. And the yeah. the practice hall, the practice actually starts at 9, <laughs> which is either yeah. like a messed up prank made by J.K. Simmons, or he legit just forgot. I reckon messed up prank, like keep him on his toes, make him earn it. I guess so. He shows up like three hours early. Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool to like get some extra practice in right at the start, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. If you're going to make him that early and then tell him off for rushing. Yeah, fucking A. Who knew? Uh, Yeah. At night, around like 10 to 9, all the other folks start rolling in and like prepping their music setting up and stuff and andrew is like the new um alternate drummer so he's his like main role at the moment is to just like turn pages for the main drummer yeah and, like make and tune the drum yeah. set which like is a thing that i i knew existed that you had to train that you had to tune drum sets but it's so like far out of my mind that like drums have yeah, tunes same. you know yeah but yeah it makes sense the drums would sound better if they were in tune with the rest of the music right so yeah heck yeah yeah go. it's just something that upsets me because it's like really hammers in that i did not know how to play the drums <laughs> oh well that's all right it's probably yeah. something you don't really need to think about as you're like starting off learning so i don't think you should kick yourself yeah. about that this is a <laughs> high level music school for the best of the that's best that's true yeah know? um anyway uh cut to the clock Nine on the dot is when Fletcher walks in the door. I was kind of hoping for time playing here, but no such luck. Yeah, uh, if the clocks are coming. Yeah, it's... Instead, it's like the great gig in the sky vocals, which is yeah. like the most music while there's like no music happening on screen. Dead silence, yeah, actually yeah. meant to be playing here, but never mind. Yeah, it's like, the, it is the like slow soothing part of great gigs. So as soon as we walk in, yeah. so that's okay. It's not... Yeah, how scared they are kind of yeah. sucks this thing is like ooh, like a little spooked yeah. ghost <laughs> it's worth noting um jk simmons uh takes off the first of two fedoras in the cool. film are they both putting but i am both worn by him what was that yes Sweet. yeah and both i'm gonna assume pretty expensive so i'm thinking oh maybe a equal fedora budget to magic mike too probably yeah i imagine the fedoras in that one were a lot cheaper than jk simmons this fedora. is a like true fedora steeped in jazz mystique you know like yeah it's not not for the faint of heart this, <laughs> this fedora is not for the faint of no, heart it's it's designed for a serious fedora wearer 
Yeah. It's the it's a fedora that cannot be questioned. <laughs> <laughs> Many fedoras think they can't be questioned. Oh, this yeah. one you cannot. This one truly cannot. It's the it is yeah. the the fedora from which all other fedoras wish to be, you know. Yes. Were birthed from. <laughs> oh. uh, there you go. <laughs> Yeah. There's so much lore around this hat. Yeah, Fid's lore. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So he introduces uh, Neiman or Andrew. His name's Andrew Neiman, I think, right? Um, yeah. As a squeaker, which I lo- I love that <laughs> yeah. descriptor for someone that's brand new. I'm probably going to use that because I just enjoyed it so much. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, he has a like. He gets the band ready to play Whiplash. And does like a very dramatic hold of uh, his hand in the air, and the like. It's a really great like focus pull on just his hand hovering before uh, mm. he starts um, starts conducting the the band. Very cool. I just love the drama of this scene. Oh yeah, it, it's so yeah. good. They all. St- I wish him um, starting or like moving his hand dramatically had synced up with any dramatic moment in the album. Nope, didn't happen. Sadly. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it doesn't align at all with the song that we're hearing. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, especially since halfway through this song, we transfer into money playing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. So Whiplash, we see, is 14-8 yeah. time. Which is nuts and... time signature, by the way. Oh, I bet, yeah. So it's like, yeah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14, 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and money is debatedly in seven four time yeah so those two should i'm really stretching my musical knowledge those two should feed into each other quite yeah, well yes 14 8 is the double time of, of seven four so it should work out yeah. fine uh but sadly yeah, no but no they stop playing it once money <laughs> kind of kicks in <laughs> once money actually starts oh that's yeah. very frustrating and then they take a big break, and it's like... Because the, then money switches to 4-4 four, four time for its guitar solo. Yeah. So none of that's syncing. And then um, by the time it finally does... We finally do get them playing both at the same time, the 7-4 and the 14-8. Yeah. Like, JK kind of feels it, and then, of course... He stops it. All, he stops the band. He stops He's like, no, 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 no. Not quite my tempo, and, Pink Floyd. Um, yeah. It's like someone... Pink Floyd at least have the decency to stop as well and start playing us yeah, and them. It's very kind. But yeah. yes, there's a, um, a out of tune player in amongst yes. them, and he's like fucking just starts stalking around like a vulture trying to figure out who it is, um, and like gets different lines of instruments to play, and he figures out there's a trombone player, and goes up to this like very clearly struggling guy, yeah, and just like really intensely berates him and yells at him and asks if he's the one out of tune and like the guy breaks down and thinks he is out of tune it it, like gets asked to leave and it turns out that he wasn't even the one out of tune it was someone else he just knew that this guy was gonna break and that (laughs) like that he didn't know that he was out of tune or not that was bad enough to get him kicked out yeah which is insane okay like that's messed up yeah it's it's this is not much like jk simmons fedora this band is not for the faint of heart um holy moly it's high stakes i should this should have been a massive warning sign to andrew but you know whatever yeah this is also like like you can kind of see where blumhouse come in 
directing this well i'm producing it because it's like this feels like the first kind of horror fake scare because you're like oh my god the drums are what's out of tune yeah he didn't tune the drums right yes true exactly like it is set up that like he's in charge of tuning the drums and it looks like he didn't get very much time to do it so yeah Yeah. i know all good um yeah yeah. Uh, in the uh, they take a wee break and then um in the hall jk like comes over and starts talking with andrew getting like a little bit of like family history out of him and being like oh so there's no musicians in your family so you just you must just listen to like the greats and stuff to learn which is like how he how he practiced and stuff uh yeah um, yeah he just finds out that his mum left his dad and all this stuff um and yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like a kind of nice i don't know like you see it sometimes in life like you see someone who's really nasty to someone and then be really nice to someone yeah. else and it's disorientating totally. and like but you think maybe like i don't know yeah you kind of feel like okay maybe jk some um mm. yeah jk simmons likes him and then he just once they get into the drums he just uses yeah. that against oh my God, him to yeah. this coming more. back is fucking brutal it's it's it yeah. messed up the way he uses this um he also at so this point tells him a wee story about um uh, a famous drummer getting a cymbal thrown at his head mm. um and that's what made him into like a great musician and Vanessa, but he's like yeah he's being like very nice and friendly being like don't worry about what the other guys are playing um you're here for a reason and we're yeah. here to have fun yeah. and all this stuff which is yeah, all it, just lies <laughs> yeah it's all just set up so that it can like completely test this guy and like fuck with him yeah um, yeah so it, he's on the kit now but whiplash uh and they're playing like slightly slower tempo so that neiman can keep up because he's new which yeah. is very again very kind um and yeah seems to be going okay until uh fletcher stops him and is like not quite my tempo which is like a big old quote from this movie by the way yeah like complaining about tempo and rushing and dragging and stuff this scene is like massively famous um for being like a really intense moment in the film yeah and yeah, they keep he keeps stopping him and starting him again and being like, "You're rushing, you're dragging." Um, it's very it gets more and more intense as we we're in, hearing us and them right now, yeah, which is like a somber track on the album. Uh, again, not a lot of drums, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's all right. Um, yeah. Anyway, as as he's playing, he like backs off to the back of the room, and then yeah, it's either he throws a chair at him. Or he sees he throws a chair at him, which is like, or does he throw a symbol at him? Yeah, like, I thought it was like a symbol, the but then he says chair, so. Okay. Unless that's like a cool jazz term for symbols. Potentially, it's yeah. like the kind of symbol that it is. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> drums. Like, but anyway, he throws something at his head and um, gets up in his face asking if he was rush- rushing or dragging. Yeah. Um, and like, he can't tell. He's like panicked and freaking out he, he does this thing where um he gets him to count to four and slaps him in the face before he can hit four so to prove that like if he knows whether what rushing is yeah so, which is insanity so insanity and like they actually so they did a bunch of takes where his mimed slaps and yeah. then the actors uh, um, agreed on doing a real slap and that's the take yeah. that they used oh amazing yeah. uh, that's great yeah you really feel the slap as well so that, oh, i think that was a good yeah. call oh man and he cries um, a single tear and <laughs> jk simmons is like oh you're a single tear guy 
Yeah, I hope that was an ad lib because that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, that's so that good. line on its own is like you're one of these single tier people. It's like the most crushing indictment. I love it. Yeah, you could put that line in like a comedy movie, and it'll be one of the best lines. Yeah, I, I remember laughing in that moment, half out of panic. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. At, uh, yeah, he's like fucking condescending the shit out of him being like do you can you read tempo can you even read music yeah. is what he asks it's awful and then yeah he like uses his family knowledge against him yeah uh, by like saying that his mum left his dad in front of like everybody in the band and just, yeah oh, and to do it immediately after learning it is so like you fucked. get how this guy operates it's the, it's super cruel yeah um, and then, yeah, gets him to, like, yell out in front of everybody that he's upset. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awful. And yeah. then, yeah, um, says, like, practice harder and brings back the other drummer. And the yeah. practice continues. Uh, fucking read... brutal. Fucking Did you expect brutal. this to happen? I knew this film was going to be upsetting and about drums. Yeah. That was kind of it. So, yeah. And I, I find jazz... I went for a stretch. When this movie came out, I was having my summer of finding jazz drums quite uh, stressful because mm. I just got um, the Flying Lotus album You're Dead at that point oh, and yeah. like that was a very it's a great album but very stressful listen and it's when he like True. uses jazz drums the most and yeah. also Birdman had just come out and that's oh, score yeah. is entirely jazz drums and that movie is entirely people being stressed out another so great like, movie oh yes, yeah, so good I was like maybe I don't want to see the one that's entirely stress and drums <laughs> And Fair like enough. this is probably another one. This is probably like uh, Children of Men, um, where the F- Pink Floyd kind of takes the edge off a little and makes it a little more palatable, like a little yeah. Not I would say so. Having upsetting, having the soothing background of us and them over this scene definitely like takes the edge off majorly. It's still incredibly jarring to watch. But oh like, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. It's like a, a warm blanket <laughs> <laughs> that we can cuddle up and like. Uh, look like uh, we're scared in front of a horror movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got two uh, questions for you, though. Okay. Do you think Drake um, was inspired by the scene to write his song, I'm Upset? Um, yes. I did briefly think you meant Drake from Drake and Josh fame, <laughs> which I thought was bizarre. But uh, yes, I sure, yes. I okay. think completely inspired if, if timeline works out yes yeah i'm upset i think came out in like 2016 perfect that's fine yeah and um second question uh, at this point are pink floyd rushing or dragging they are massively dragging yeah um they are so far behind like the amount of drums that have been played <laughs> in and like they got a head start i want to say with the amount of like drum beats but I think if we line them up, I think that'd be way out of time. Yeah. Uh, just like in total number of drum hits so far, <laughs> they're already massively behind. Uh, we need to build a supercomputer. I think that's the next step for the show. And it needs to okay. count every drum beat in this movie and every drum beat on the album. And then whichever, album, whichever piece of media has the most drum beats will know. Sweet. But it's like I'm almost sure definitely this movie. Yeah, I, I talked over you there, sorry. No, I totally did too. I was feeling my... This, the supercomputer wouldn't do that. No, God, no. <laughs> Perfectly in time all the time. Yeah. They should have... JK should have just got the supercomputer to play drums for him, honestly. Uh, yeah. 
Just a metronome. That's <laughs> yeah, all he to be wants. Honest. The quiet purity of a metronome is all oh. he cares for. Um, anyway, if it's like slightly out, like the mechanism breaks, he just fucking tosses it across the room. <laughs> yeah, reaches in his drawer and gets a new one out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Andrew like doubles down after this. He's yeah. like, instead of like, he's obviously this was a massive hit to his ego and everything, and uh, like, but yeah, he like doubles down on his practice. He does what he says. He wants. He really wants to be in this band. He moves his mattress to the practice room at the school so he can just be there all the time. Yeah. And like study drums. He like listens to music when he's not playing. Um, he's got like horrible welts on his finger from yeah. like his drum his drumming. This looks so painful. There's a sequence of him like putting a plaster on, that coming off because of the like friction of him playing the drums, him putting two plasters on. And there's, like, blood on the drum kit. Blood on the kit is, like, a big, like, a recurring thing in this. Yeah. It's also, like, like, I think, actually, Miles Teller, the actor, got, like, these blisters and some of that blood's real. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like, the amount that you'd be playing drums is insane. Like, I don't know how good he would... Is he actually really good at drums? He is... He is good. He did drum lessons. Uh, The drums you hear aren't him. But okay. you see, what you see is him playing along. And I think, oh, right. I think maybe like, I read somewhere like 40% of the drums are actually him. Wow. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, heck yeah. They're playing really complicated stuff, so it's oh, pretty yeah. impressive to me. Yeah. Anyway, um, Taylor we... Hawkins from the Foo Fighters doesn't think he's like, looks like a jazz drummer and was like, that's not him actually playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is okay. a weird like person to get the opinion of. But I mean, that's if you're going to trust is. anyone on the drums... Yeah, he's probably he's a pretty good drummer, I think. Yeah, but like, heck yeah. Man, that is that is a really weird like indent into this. Yeah, suddenly the Foo Fighters descend from the ceiling and just <laughs> get on the pod and being like, I don't think he's that good. <laughs> yeah, see ya. And they disappear out the door. I'm like, why did you come through the ceiling? Yeah. Um, <laughs> why did the most like famously nice people in rock and roll have to be so mean? Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. They got to keep that edge. Yes, keep us on our toes. Us and yeah. Miles Teller. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll cut to the pizza date. Yeah. Um, things are a little awkward, but I think this date goes pretty well. Judging from a, a date, like, aficionado, I suppose. Like, let's see. Like, it, let's let's break this one down as if we were the two background uh, characters in Entourage. Just <laughs> watching a date play out, Gary. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, she says that she has, like, a big chin... And I don't think she does it all. No. Like, n- notably, Andrew says this as well. But, like, she's like, oh, yeah, my mom said I had a big chin. She doesn't. Like, they should have cast a bigger chinned person <laughs> if this was going to be a thing. Yeah. He has a lot of trouble um, trying to, like, you know when sometimes someone puts himself down and you don't, like, you don't really know what to say? that's very realistically happening to him yeah like, yeah he cannot he can't crack a joke oh, he can't totally. do anything he just goes like no you don't no you don't no you don't but like that's complicated yeah. human interaction for someone who only looks at drums <laughs> like we can give him a pass on that one <laughs> very true yeah this is pro- potentially the first date he's ever had but yeah man. it probably is actually yeah because uh, fun fact about people they don't go on that many dates no man other than like jerry seinfeld and the sex and the city girls <laughs> Those people, those people are dating like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. People on Friends were always dating as well. That's true, yeah. Man, maybe maybe the rest of the world just needs to catch up to these sitcom people. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. 
Just get out there. Put yourself out there. What do you got to lose? Um, that's another I lesson. I don't know if he chose the best pizza place. Yeah, that that's kind of like lame. a top shoppy kind of thing. But I like that it's playing like 1930s jazz. Yeah, that's why he chose it, which is yeah. like it really shows his metric for like a good place. Um, like his whole life is just defined by drumming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, also, we get like sort of the key conflict in these guys relationship get gets established very early on and that nicole doesn't really know what she wants to do and that she's mm. studying and she, she chose a university because they let her in which is so different than what andrew is doing who is yeah. like super focused on one thing and becoming amazing at it and like anything else is sort of background noise to him and he's like i chose my university because it's the best one in the country like for this thing that i want to do and yeah yeah, and yeah, so that it gets real awkward there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but overall, I think that the, the rest of the date seems to go very well. Yeah. Um, I hope they did a second thing. I hope they didn't yeah. just eat the pizza and then go their separate ways. Nah. I, I think like that's probably what happened. Or, but... I don't know. Go get ice cream at a second location. Yeah? That's my Is that the key? <laughs> the key to date success? <laughs> well, like, Se- okay, I've always on dates, like, been always up for the second location. But then yeah. I realized I heard that's in that book, the game of like oh, terrible no. pickup artists. They say you should go, they call, oh, what do they call it? Location shifting. <laughs> so that it seems like the date's more meaningful because you've gone to a second location. All right. Yeah. I don't know how, it, how to feel about that. Yeah. And now that I think about it, actually, like the best dates I've been on have been, well, the best like first dates I've been on have been one location. Yeah. Yeah. And there then famously, um, when I, friend of the show maddie and i went on our yeah. second date we went to like six locations maybe more oh my god yeah location hopping <laughs> yeah nice she she must have read the game were you like exhausted like after that or was well, it yeah, cause we only ate fries <laughs> the whole what? time not the whole time but like that was their only snack so none of these locations were food related except for potentially one yeah man good effort you guys fucking oh, crushing yeah. it Hitting the Auckland, like, nightlife. Good on yous. Yeah, well, day life. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was, yeah, good, good. I mean, I'm not here to brag, but... Good date. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Plot it on your date graph, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what if this slowly morphed into a dating advice podcast? Maybe. I feel I feel woefully underqualified for that. Oh. Wow. I am only ever able to comment on movies and and uh, Pink Floyd. <laughs> yeah. That's, I feel much more comfortable there. <laughs> uh, if any listeners have been on a date that syncs up to Dark Side of the Moon, let us know. Please. Please let us know. How did it go for you? Yeah. Good on you for waiting like 25 minutes before you start talking about what people did for work to sync it up with money. Yeah. Oh my God. Good effort. Very yeah. impressive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway this date seems to go pretty well they like bond yeah. over um being a bit like goofy and uh at the end which is nice like yeah. he goes and sees movies with his dad and they're like oh that's cute that's cool yeah all right um anyway they're getting ready for like a competition the band are and brain damage is playing uh terence comes in terence fletcher and he's like terrifying like yelling at random people uh there's mm. a guy in the background who comes in to like do something or talk to him about something and he says get the fuck out of my sight before i demolish you (laughs) which is just so intense and amazing what a line um yeah 
uh, and then yeah, they're like playing in front of the judges. Um, they're playing a pitch perfect version of Brain Damage. Um, <laughs> yeah, really good. Uh, the judges are impressed. Um, and then yeah, they like there's a little like intermissiony bit. Mm. Um, but the, 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 I don't know why they, they potentially they have to like do two pieces and they like break it up over the course of the day with other groups or bands. Or yeah. Or was the first one just a rehearsal? Because you didn't see any audience. I think we saw four judges then. Oh, okay. Sweet, sweet. So, yeah. Yeah. And surely they would play, the, if it was, like, going to be a rehearsal, they'd play the same thing. Because they play different tracks. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, they so. play Brain Damage and then Eclipse. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's not how practicing works. No. Um, you don't play it in album sequential order. Uh <laughs> But yeah, uh, there's a little um, interaction that happens where um, the main drummer gets Andrew to hold his sheet music for him and he, like, loses it by, like, hilariously going and getting, like, a drink from a uh, vending machine or something. And yeah. It's just inexplicably gone. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's worked out that um, the drummer can't perform because he doesn't know the, the charts by heart, the drum yeah, charts. Yeah, he needs the visual aid. And so this is Neiman's big shot because he does know them by heart because he's been yeah. practicing like a fiend in the background. A devil. The devil sticks. Um, <laughs> Do you reckon old mate J.K. Simmons saw it and just took the sheet music? Maybe. That seems yeah. like it's his emo, right? He's very much stirring and like setting these guys against each other. So that yeah. makes sense to me. He, it's also like the fact that he mentions it earlier. Like, Yeah, don't lose your sheet music or you're out. Yeah. So yeah, he's just looking for excuses to push people. That's his whole move. Um, oh, heck yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, Andrew like proves himself by performing Whiplash perfectly. The other guy is so, so pissed about this. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he still he... has to sit next to him, even though there's yeah. no like pages to turn. Oh, ruth- ruthless. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's like <laughs> just sitting there angrily. I think he probably thinks that it's Andy Andrew who lost it, right? Yeah, on for purpose. sure. Like he did it on purpose. Yeah, which so that he could get his shot. Man, messed yeah. up. Because then later, like the other musicians are like, "Oh, don't touch my sheet music. Don't touch yeah. my binder." Yeah, man. That, yeah, I like that. It comes back. It's like you keep your hands off my folder, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, it, it goes very well. So much so that um, Fletcher doesn't have... He like, starts off by watching Andrew like a hawk, like hovering over him and conducting yeah. like directly to him. But later on in the song, he just like wanders off and like starts conducting the rest of the band. So we can tell that it's going well, despite yeah. not hearing it. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, There's several points where you're supposed to know if it's going well or not, and we can't. Yeah, <laughs> we've got to pick it up through context. Yeah, we have to wait till we're told. Yeah, it's not like we're getting subtitles that are, like, good drumming and, like, <laughs> yeah. okay drumming, but not good enough for Fletcher. <laughs> Things like that would be very yeah. appreciated, subtitlers. Um, but, yeah, uh, they win the competition. It's go- That's how good it was. Yeah. And, yeah, um, little does the Tanner, the uh, other drummer, know, but he's actually been swapped out without his knowledge, and now... Andrew is the main drummer and he's the alternate. Yes. This Brutal. just happens like without either of them knowing, which is very uh Fletcher. Like he's just yeah. like it's like I don't have time for alternates is what he says. <laughs> which is insane. Like Yeah. Ooh, brutal. Um anyway, the um 
his dad like has a wee convo with him being like talking about how much fletch's opinion uh matters to andrew he's like uh you seem to be doing well but and you really value this guy's uh opinion of you he's a very well respected dude yeah um and then yeah there's a sequence of like a dinner with like extended family i guess are these like cousins i don't really I know i think yeah i thought like two were his brothers but they must be his cousins yeah um yeah they're bragging about their various achievements but nobody really gets the drumming uh aspect like they, it's very hard for them to quantify as um non-musicians like what he's up to and how good he's doing yeah and um but yeah they're like understand that uh the dude's like a quarterback and he's a football man and the other guy's in the model you in or whatever <laughs> yeah and they're like oh it's very easy to understand you guys are doing really well but um yeah so he gets really frustrated andrew gets really frustrated by this and fucking lashes out picking up a bit of bad habits from fletcher i think yeah uh, absolutely and yeah they like have this big uh, intense argument pretty good i enjoyed yeah. this stuff there's like a lot of good clapbacks from andrew honestly yeah the, i think the one about well. the guy like um it's like oh man you're really smart do you go to a model you in it's just <laughs> such a good one Oof. yeah and they're like if you think football's so easy come play with us and he's like oh you're never gonna hear that from the um nfl yeah <laughs> amazing we also i'm gonna say it we get our first sync of this movie what what happens um they're like um the uncle i think says like musician you're gonna be dying drunk broke and full of heroin at 34 mm. exactly when pink floyd say all your life will ever be whoa yeah now that's a sink that is a sink man we're like how far through are we <laughs> well, this is the start of um playthrough two so yeah, yeah we're over 40 minutes in oh okay yeah that's a that's a long desert that we've trudged through to get to a, a oasis of sanctum <laughs> yeah because yeah. like i wrote some other stuff down like you know we talked about the seven four and the fourteen eight yeah like you we're reaching because we've been like thirsty for our sinks for so long yeah man oh yeah. man it's it's struggling yeah but at least to bring like, it back we've been rewarding the naughty sh- student for doing like the bare minimum you're so right yeah but you know like this is kind of why i picked this one and then oh, i was like then we, i was like we've got to hold ourselves accountable we can't be pushing it too far right we can't yeah. be like uh we, we, <laughs> there's so much confirmation bias as part of our show but yeah. like it's gonna be way harder to do when there's a really clear beat <laughs> that this yeah. is not matching so there we go uh because i was like oh i'm sure like the way they edit it like you don't always see the hands hitting the drums you don't always see how like someone's moving their hands on the like trumpets and stuff so you can be like mm. oh yeah that sinks that sinks but it's all confirmation bias totally 100 yeah. percent. oh man oh uh, let's get back to it maybe there'll be more sinks who knows yeah possibly just the one there's only one way to find out and that's <laughs> yeah. keep listening um <laughs> yeah so after the practice there's a practice that happens that goes fairly well um with andrew as the main drummer but there's a new uh alternate who is the guy from his old band connell yeah who's enters um later revealed that this is just incentive for andrew to be like to keep improving having two alternate drummers pushing him to be better um pretty intense yeah it's pretty brutal and like the uh the um because it's this scene right where 
it's just the constant switching of drummers until someone's in rhythm no not yet that okay. happens a little bit later um okay. they get uh yeah so he gives um they like go and practice like the new charts that they've been giving out and Connolly plays a perfect double time swing which is what yes. um what andrew got chosen for in the first place uh and yeah he's like oh Connolly gets the spot now and and andrew's like that's bullshit like yeah. i've been busting my ass and you get this guy in for like one second and now he's in charge now he's the main drummer guy it's like oh shit yeah. that happens as the crashing on the run sounds which i love yeah by the way that, that can count that's very emotional yeah and then yeah he's like he tells andrew that if he wants the part that he'll have to earn it and that's again like key motivation here he's gonna yeah. like he's pushing everyone to try and get this like earn it over each other it's becoming like a massive competition within the band and that's what he's trying to foster yeah, uh, yeah. which i don't agree with i don't think um oh no it should God, be no. a competition personally it, it's a psycho move um yeah. but like it's just it matches his character's ethos you know we oh, get it like yeah. laid out a bit later like what he's trying to do and it like it makes sense but it's like definitely the work of like a master villain <laughs> so <laughs> you know yeah uh, anyway next scene's very heartbreaking andrew like busts out this like long spiel of like hypotheticals effectively of what's going to happen in his relationship with nicole and yeah. why they have to break up he's like i can't you'll be distracting me and all this stuff and i won't be able to do that i have to focus on drums and all this stuff and it's fucked up he's coming across like super heartless um yeah yeah he says that she would stop him from becoming one of the greats which is awful um yeah that's messed up yeah and yeah basically she thinks that this is a judgment about her like choice of path in life how she like doesn't really know what she's doing at university and things like that it's pretty bad and yeah. so yeah she's like yeah we shouldn't be dating screw you dude <laughs> mm. and then yeah so bad news bears over here <laughs> uh yeah so but that means that he can keep focus on uh drumming he practices yeah. caravan which is the new song um it fucking punches through the snare drum <laughs> yeah Mate, which looks it, cool like it looks cool but i'd be immediately like fuck now i need a new like drum skin <laughs> yeah god damn it uh also there's a really great shot here of him like practicing really hard and then like he dunks his hand in a pitcher of ice water mm. and it like fills up with blood as his hand goes into it yeah like, immediately it's a really cool shot and it's just so indicative of like the intense um like stuff he's putting his own body through to get better you know yeah it's amazing it's like he's doing it's it's like a star athlete move right he's oh, pushing yeah. himself to the brink and you could argue like it's um you know the blood getting through the water is his like obsession kind of seeping through the rest of his life mm, like permeating his whole like drive to continue on it's yeah just like that's what he's it's like blood and sweat and tears and nothing else like every he's pushing everything else out right yeah cool i like that take hey thanks i yeah. felt like i was a bit embarrassed to say it i was like this feels no, a little man. bit english class but no it's good i yeah. like it um some of our listeners aren't currently in an english class they might they yeah. might need this <laughs> as much as it might feel like an english class this podcast um, is like an english class before the teacher gets in and we're just oh, like totally. bro you like pink floyd <laughs> oh yeah 
Yeah, you've seen Fast and Furious. <laughs> seen Whiplash. Gather round, kids. We're talking about Whiplash now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, Fletcher, he comes back. Uh, he's, like, cut up about something. Um, and he plays some music on the CD player for the band. And talks about a student of his who an ex-student of his who was struggling to um struggling in schaefer like not doing very well and he put him in his band yeah and like drove him to be really good he got better and better and then like um graduated and moved on to be a band and apparently died in a car accident and it's very sad yeah uh, this surely won't come back uh <laughs> yeah he's like legitimately cut up and seems like he really loves him loves yeah. the student and yeah Again, yeah, it shows that, like, he's really passionate about helping these people, right? He's, like, trying to be, a, like, it's he's it's coming from a, a good place, quote-unquote. He's driving them to be better musicians is, like, his viewpoint. But, yeah. And it will go to any lengths to get them there. And he's so proud of people that do. It's, like, the vibe that you're supposed to get from this scene. But more will be revealed. Hmm uh neiman gets a chance to earn the part back and he blows it he like they this is where the drum swapping happens he's like oh, yeah. everybody take take 10 take an hour or whatever um, yeah. we, we are going to get a drummer in tune in time uh if it kills me basically they go yeah. back and forth four hours swapping like drummers between like these after three only a guys. couple seconds of drums yeah, yeah. just rotate and they are like fucking going insane he's trying to get them like to play as fast as they possibly can yeah uh 400 beats per minute is what he's like trying to get them to do which is nuts <sighs> yeah um, yeah I they are, like... I would have had way more power if i could hear the drums <laughs> <laughs> true yeah we're getting great gig in the sky for this yeah which again not a great match um yeah it did raise my question if drums weren't an instrument what? would this sink Pretend like mean? instead they're like frantically sewing or something. Okay. Would um, it be easier for us to sync this? Probably not. It, I feel like, again, it's not really a good match for um, Great Gig. Like someone yeah. frantically sewing a big old quilt. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a Great Gig vibe. Yeah, and I think like any of this like fast, passionate sewing doesn't quite <laughs> sync with any Pink Floyd, really. No, sadly mm. not. If you know Sorry. any tracks to match any fast, passionate sewing, please let me know. Yeah, we'll use it in our film um, Whip Sash, where someone oh, has to sew a really nice sash. That's really good. We got there. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, he's like insulting each of them in turn. Uh, again, just being horrible. And yeah. take, I think it's very much that he's taking out his frustration about this kid that died on these guys. I think yeah. in this background. It's like very much catharsis for him as a person, for Fletcher. It's fucked up. Oh um, yeah. And yeah, he like comes over as Andrew is playing uh, on the one where he ch it's chosen that it's going to be him because uh, he just goes 100% and like is covering the drum kit in blood yeah. and stuff like that. He comes over and like plays the cowbell in his ear out of time just to fuck with him. Yeah ruthless oh, he starts yeah. like again tossing... i didn't realize that was out of time because of all the pink floyd <laughs> he starts like tossing drums around the room as he's playing them as well yeah which is great um but yeah it's yeah i think it's him being um really genuinely upset about this kid that died but um and just taking it out on these dudes 
But yeah, Neiman earns the part after that. And then they mm. have to practice. <laughs> the yeah, practice after still all that, ha- the actual practice. Has, still has to happen. And then, yeah. This, this is all before the next day where there's a big comp- interstate competition uh, that they have to go to. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's on the bus going over there, but the bus gets a flat tire. Oh. He's got it like a very certain time that he has to get there. Uh, and so he's got to rent a car to get over there. And he's yeah. like yelling down the phone <laughs> about like being late, driving there, stressing me out. Yeah. Uh, we get a great shot of the like, um, of the accelerometer, just like, uh, the needle just going insane <laughs> as he's yeah. speeding over there, which is very good. Um, yeah. And then so relatable, especially to us in our jackets. Oh Yeah. He forgot his drumsticks. He left his drumsticks at the rent-a-car place. And yeah. so he's got to go back for it. Um, also, there's he's getting yelled at, chewed out by... Oh, um, yes. By, for doing this. And they fucking reference the last film that we watched, Gareth. Yes. The guy gets called Johnny Utah. Yeah. Connolly does. By Someone's Andrew. like, um, hey, calm down, man. He's like, shut up, Johnny Utah. Yeah. And then also, uh, like... Um, J.K. Simmons also calls him Johnny Utah immediately yeah. after that, which is great. What? Oh, yeah. How In does fact, that how, happen? Like, Sink Floyd universe is kind of start, implodes for these next few scenes because, um, uh, well, there's one big thing, which, um, reminds me of the bling ring, but also yeah. it's worth noting Johnny Simmons and Jennifer's body. Yeah. And oh, the also same guy. The original short film, Whiplash, the drummer, yeah. um, Andrew, was played by uh, Johnny Simmons, not related, hmm. who was um, Chip from Jennifer's Body. Whoa, no yeah. way. Yeah, right? That's wild. Oh my god. If he'd Is got like... this role in the real film, we wouldn't be keep calling him Young Neil. Or we'd be like, oh, you seen that Young Neil drum film? <laughs> the Young Neil drum film. <laughs> Man, that guy's so talented. He can play bass kind of okay, but drums really well. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they let him play the drums in that band? Yeah, I don't know. Gotta have that girl drummer. Yeah. It's all part of it. Part of the aesthetic. Who knows? Yeah, and also a great character. Oh, and sure. Scott Pilgrim. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I just couldn't believe it. The fucking... Is it like one of those things that is in the back of my mind and I knew subconsciously when I chose this film? That Ooh. it would be a direct reference to Point, to point Break? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Man. calling it. I hope so. Man, okay. The fates are guiding my hand yeah who knew um anyway he goes back into his car um yelling down the phone again that he has to go yeah. and get his sticks he's like are you driving what the fuck i thought you were just going to your car to get the drumsticks and he's like and no the- i'm not and the guy's like what is the noise <laughs> clearly the dri- driving yeah it's like his uh his like navigation pipes up telling him that he's 200 meters away from where he needs to be or something yeah and then yeah he gets slammed into t-boned by a truck um yes a very similar shot, as you said, to the bling ring. Um, yeah. We just see the truck flying into frame, just knocking the car over, flipping it over. Yeah. Um, Way more surprising than the bling ring. Like, the bling ring, I think you could see it was coming in some way, so you were kind of yeah. stressed out, whereas this one did not get me. Well, did not. Like, I, it got me. I was that shocked. Yeah, you had no idea it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazingly he survived. Um, he's, like, coated in blood, his hands all fucked up. Yeah. And he's just like... I've got a, a, the, the truck driver's like, oh God, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I just got to go get my sticks. <laughs> and like, just starts, he runs off at like 
like fucking pounds the pavement to go and get yeah, his sticks. And the truck driver's like coated in blood. Yeah. And oh. he gets back, like, in time for the competition somehow. I don't know how yeah. this is possible. But like sits down, like, yeah, coated in blood, his suit's like torn up. Yeah. Um I don't know whether or not Fletcher respects this or is furious with him. It's yeah. unclear. Um but yeah, uh he can't play. He's, they start playing the song and he drops his stick halfway through because he can't even physically hold it in his hand because he's been yeah. fucked up from this accident. He probably has like an insane concussion as well. But yeah. like, it's wild that he's still driving himself to do it. That's how much this matters to him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he has to, Fletcher has to stop the band mid-performance in this like very important competition and just comes over and tells him that he's done. Yeah. And like, he apologizes in front of the uh on behalf of the band and fucking <laughs> andrew gets up and like furiously tackles him to the ground yeah. uh it's screaming fuck you at him uh yeah it's a bad scene <laughs> oh yeah i wish it had cut to like a snooty person who goes and watches like university jazz and was just like oh, i never Huh, my pearls. That, that bloodied boy tackled <laughs> the conductor. Did you see that, Ephraim? <laughs> mm, yes, dear. Mm. Un- uncouth. How will I, I enjoy... Mrs. Ephraim come back in more episodes. How will I enjoy these polyrhythms? <laughs> I wanted to snap my fingers at midday. <laughs> oh, it's five. It's famously 5pm, sorry. There you go. Still. Midday it's midday for, for her because she's for so Mrs. rich. Mrs. Ephraim. <laughs> yeah. They're both called Ephraim. Yeah, for sure. That's why they Her husband is win. called Ephraim Ephraim. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, yes. This is, then we cut to a very unexpected development for me. Like, in first watching this movie, I was like, oh man, okay. I didn't really expect to see this coming. But um, Sean Casey, the guy that... Um, died previously who the um, yeah. fletcher was cut up about actually didn't die in a car accident he hung himself yeah. due to depression and anxiety um again like the the family of this person is trying to sue fletcher for like his teaching methods being too harsh and yeah. driving you know, their son to suicide yeah they say like all they want is so that he never teaches again yeah it's wild like yeah <laughs> The fact that, like, he lied about the car accident and stuff is nuts. Um, yeah, and that he went and told all his students about it? As, like, as motivation for them to keep going as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, leveraging the, the death of someone that he caused to, like, improve his band is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. I didn't even think of that. That is... Indefensible. Upsetting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's sort of like on the fence whether Andrew will do this or not. Um, yeah. We see that he's been dismissed from Schaefer. Uh, we see on a little thing. Um, and it, we, his dad is just trying to, like, help to stick up for him. Anyway, they're trying to get him to, like, testify um, that this guy's a terrible teacher and talk about his methods. And um, he'll never have to know as well. Fletcher will never have to know. It'll be in a private uh, statement. Uh, he can remain anonymous, yeah. so he's got kind of nothing to lose, and it's sort of his like big revenge over him. Yeah, Andrew like has given up drums as well. He like packs up his drum kits and all his stuff, all his pictures and things like that, throws it all away, 
um or he puts the drum kit away he doesn't throw that away but um <laughs> throws all the like merch and stuff that he has and yeah he, t- he says to the lawyer just tell me what to say yeah and, and yeah we cut uh, next is it that mountains of the andes and oh. cgi because it is an upsetting oh yeah the setting of up <laughs> 2009 <Nice. laughs> i came that. up with that a minute ago and oh <laughs> I I was vibrating with joy. (laughs) Good joke. Best joke of the show. Whoa. Love to see it. Isn't there like a big blimp in in Up as well? I I always forget the end of Up. I think I I fell asleep the first time I watched Up. Oh, Up famously is only, you only really need the beginning, but like. Okay. Oh man, the the beginning is awful. It hurts you. Spoilers yeah. for Up, but it's got a rough beginning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we cut to the summer. Um, yes. And Andrew's given up the drums. The drum life is behind him. He's yeah. working at a wee burger joint. He seems happier. Um, he sees that yeah. there's a, a jazz fest going on at Carnegie Hall. Um, but yeah, he seems to be a better, in a better place. Um, and he considers like calling Nicole a couple times. Um, yeah, just... Seems to be doing better. It's like three months later, presumably, I think. Uh, yeah, or even more, who's to say. Okay, uh, yeah. He's uh, wandering the streets, and he sees that uh, Fletcher is playing a performance as a guest at a jazz club. Um, yeah. Likely after losing his job at Schaefer, and later, later it reveals that, that, that he has, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't work there anymore, and he's just playing some gigs. Um, yeah. Any Colour You Like is being played over the performance here. And this one is kind of the only one that works for me, um, I would say. Yeah, I think because it's like virtuisto musicianship. Like it's big yeah. guitar and synth soloing over what we're supposed to see is good musicianship. Kind of works, yeah. yeah. Obviously, like timing-wise, it doesn't work at all. But like just in <laughs> terms of like vibe and setting, I could see this like panning out okay. Yeah, I kind of like to pretend he's just that good at the piano that his piano sounds like a bunch of 70s synthesizers and guitars. There you go. He's that, he's that talented. Yeah. What a, what a man. What the Did you know the bass line for Any Colour You Like was um, a rejected bass line from Breathe that they just pasted in? Yeah. Cool. I think Roger that's Waters true. was on holiday when they wrote it. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think come to the tr- show for the facts. Yeah, it's a good fact. Yeah. I think that's true for a lot of songs, though, right? There's a lot of, like, sometimes songs, like, the B-sides of songs become other tracks on the album just changed slightly, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So they re- they used ideas that they had other places on different songs in the album, you know? Yeah. And yeah. often, like, pretty much every song you hear is, like, four other songs that they took the just best merged. parts of. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm. Um, anyway uh he spots andrew in the crowd after the performance and invites him over for a drink uh yeah yeah Fletch, there's like a sort of heart to heart kind of thing that happens here Fletch is like talking about how he's like i got fired uh, basically and that he he knows that he made enemies and he's talking about um playing with a pro band now he's got a new band that he's working with and stuff like that but yeah he again he like sets out his um his ethos here his uh, whole idea he says he he was there to push people beyond yeah. what is expected um and he's it very much like ends justify the means no matter what he desperately wants to find like one of the greats quote unquote you know yeah the, the next amazing person 
but he's and he's pushing people to see if they have what it takes to get there and he's desperately trying to find someone and he says he never did um yeah he's, he's sort of like you know that like argument that he shouldn't give away participation trophies and stuff yeah He's that, like, turned up to 11. Like. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah. He says the line um, that there is no two words more harmful in the English language than good job. Yeah. Uh, he never wants to tell someone a good job because it means that they, like, wouldn't push themselves to be better. If they think that they did a good job, then there's no reason for them to continue, right? Because they're already yeah. good. Um, yeah. So that's his whole character kind of summed up in terms of ideals. It's fucked. Like... It's a terrible ethos for a teacher to have. Yeah, um, for I, sure. I get where it's coming from, but you definitely need compassion. I had a massive argument with the people that I watched this film with, by the way, when I first oh, watched really? it. They thought that this guy was a good teacher. And Whoa. I kind of lost my mind arguing Whoa. about this for about an hour after the movie. That <laughs> that this guy is a nightmare. Um, yeah, yeah. They're like, but he gets results. And I'm like, sure, but like, at what cost? People died. <laughs> like, yeah. it's wild that they, yeah, I just couldn't understand that viewpoint, you know? Like, Were these people of... you were arguing with men? Uh, one of them was. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, excuse my reverse sexism. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, how could you defend this guy? But whatever, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe there's different reads on Whiplash out there and this is just like, it's the story of a teacher pushing a kid really hard and it all works out. Yeah, someone sees it like a Welcome Back Cotter or something like a wholesome teacher movie. Yeah, what a good, what a feel-good film Whiplash yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> I was just so surprised, but I thought I'd mention that, but anyway. Yeah, that's um, fascinating. You also kind of get a wee hint of Andrew's, like, where his morals lie, that they're still yeah. very on the idea of being the best, because instead of going, like, what about people, like, dying? What about people, what like yeah humanity he just goes like what if you've discouraged them from trying to be the best yeah exactly he says is there a line can you like yeah. push people too far that you discourage them uh and his argument is that um if they were if they get discouraged they were never meant to be the best yeah again bananas <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah yeah there you go that's like the arguments put forth there but it's mm. yeah it really does show how warped andrew's perspective is by this whole teaching style as well but yeah uh yeah. he invites andrew uh once they leave he invites him to join the band that he's playing in being like uh we're doing like a big concert um for jvc it'll be fun come on down yeah we're playing hey. all the songs you already know we just need yeah. someone who can play them well yeah exactly you already know the sheets i know that you do um he also talks about the two other drummers and what happened to them um <laughs> He says that uh, Connolly was just ever just an uh, incentive for Andrew to get better. He never, like, actually wanted him in the band. He was just, yeah. like, a guy that he got in. Fucked up so again. So messed up. Just messing with somebody's life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> especially at a music school. But, yeah, anyway. He also says that the other guy, the original drummer that Andrew replaced, um, has switched majors to pre-med, <laughs> which yeah. is hilarious in context because pre-med's incredibly difficult. <laughs> like... Yeah. That's more relaxing than being in this band. Yeah. Amazing. Um, that's just, a, I think that's just a good line. Um, yeah, but, I loved that. But yeah. Uh, Andrew's like, okay, kind of tempted by this. He gets his old kit out for practice. Um, and at the end of playthrough two, he um, calls Nicole and like apologizes to her, like for being a nightmare <laughs> jerk <Yeah>. person, <laughs> drummer only. 
uh, can't be with you because I have to become amazing. And he invites her to the show, but um, she's like, oh, I'd have to check with my boyfriend. You know, the classic alarm bells to the single guy. Fuck yeah. off. No um, alarm bells on the Pink Floyd album, by the way. No, thankfully not. It's like heartbeats for us. Yeah. Kind of dramatic, but you know. But yeah, he blew it. Uh, he, he screwed up that relationship and she's found someone else. So yeah. get dunked, Andrew. We get a really long shot of his face over the heartbeats at the end of the album as well, which is nice. Mm. Mm. Okay. Playthrough three begins as we are preparing for the show, which I like. This is like a good lineup for me. Um, he sees his dad chilling there at the at the show. He's going to be in the audience. He's just setting the stakes for what's about yeah. to happen. Um, uh, pres- I, unknown whether Nicole showed up or not, but whatever. Um, anyway, uh, we get breathe as Andrew is following the other musicians out on stage. And like he set it up, sits up at the drums, and then Fletcher comes over to him, just wanders oh. over before the performance, and is like, "I know, I know that it was you that got me kicked out of my job." Yeah, terrifying. Um, so scary. And he goes over to the podium and introduces the song that they're going to be playing, which is not the song that Andrew has sheet music for. Um, yeah. So they all start playing a song that he doesn't know, hasn't practiced, and he's just sort of like kind fake playing along like trying to be in time he's being embarrassed is what happens he's like being shamed and embarrassed in front of everyone in front of like a lot of these uh, like a whole music hall um of people and his dad yeah it's fucked it's like a big revenge play by um, yeah like to sabotage your own show as well yeah just just to spite this one person that got you kicked out so yeah who doesn't even want to be a drummer anymore (laughs) yeah it's just, yeah, it's just nasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the band keeps looking over to, and uh, being like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And Fletcher just keeps the song going as well. He doesn't stop. It's just like smiling away to himself. Yeah. Um, also, for us, we're getting on the run over this song, which is like great. I like, I feel this one. It's very uh, intense and jarring. Like we are feeling the emotions of what Andrew is like is feeling throughout but not this is through music is what i would say yeah yeah um oh i struggled with that point we got there (laughs) um but yeah we and then we get like after the song we the light the like house lights come up and we can see the audience all looking at andrew yeah and fletcher comes over and says i guess you don't have it which is like damn dude uh Yeah. yeah andrew like it's very nice he gets up and like walks in backstage and his dad's there and just like embraces him and hugs him and and, and some some would say that the movie ends here (laughs) but um the crash i think the studio wanted the film to end here they were like we get it drums (laughs) we get it drums and there's like no no more drums nah we gotta drum it out for the rest of the film baby the crash sound plays and on the run as he just goes back out there and starts yeah. playing of his own accord he just starts playing the drums to caravan a song that he knows yeah um, and says that he'll cue the double bass player in and he's just like he just starts playing along like the band just starts playing caravan because yeah. andrew's playing caravan and they're like okay <laughs> uh good musicianship on behalf of the rest of the band good instincts. yeah um 
if Fletcher comes over mid-performance because he's sort of like losing control over his own band, he's like, <laughs> I'll gouge your eyes out. Yeah. That's what he says. So terrifying. Um, uh, also, this entire performance, I just want to say, is really beautifully shot. I think this is yeah. like one of the best musical performances committed to film. It's really, really lovely. Um, so seek this one out. Yeah, I rewatched this um, with no Pink Floyd straight after. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah, and, I just yeah. I, th- I love this final performance in in terms of like the stakes and everything happening, but it's also yeah. just really beautiful and good music too. So, there yeah. You go. Um we're hilariously getting um uh Time's chilled intro, like yeah. the ominous chords, which just is just doesn't match at all. <laughs> nah, the like gentle Tom fills. Nah, no good. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, is but- um probably old uh Nick Mason's most like it's his moment on the album because he just kind of it's mainly drums yeah but yeah not not the same level of drums for sure um anyway fletcher like is sort of coming around as this performance is going on he starts smiling as like them playing caravan happens um and there's a really fantastic shot that i want to point out point out here as well of just like the camera whip panning between the drums and um between andrew on the drums and fletcher like uh uh what what would you call it um conducting Conducting. (laughs) oh sorry conducting yeah Uh, it's just whip panning between the two as like a call and response which i just think is really cool yeah uh uh, and yeah Um, like probably the cameraman probably had a whiplash from that whiplash from that one oh be tough to do yeah have you seen the great like gif of um uh fletcher like air drumming and coaching and then it whips over and it's a guy in a minion suit playing drums no i haven't seen that that's great that was like the only thing i knew about this movie <laughs> i was waiting for that shot wait for that minion to pop up uh, grooves in the background so proud yeah oh my god um yeah the song ends in context like caravan ends but andrew just keeps drumming and yeah. all the like all the lights go out and he's still drumming and like and and fletcher comes over being like what the fuck what are you doing? And he's like, I'll cue you in. And he sort of like backs off being like, okay, shit. Yeah. Uh, he just, just solos for like, I want to say like three solid minutes. Of yeah. Just drum solo. Very impressive. Um, eventually, uh, Fletcher comes back and like conducts him like down to a very simple snare roll. Yeah. Like just with the power of conducting over musicians. Very cool. Um, and yeah, uh, this is right at the end of time that that happens as well, which I liked. Like the closing mm. out of him, like this, him getting slower and slower on the symbols, uh, on the on the snare rather, and yeah. then they they build him back up as great gig begins, and then yeah, they like close out as if this was just a massive solo at the end of Caravan. <laughs> <laughs> they like replay the ending, and that's it. That's the end of the movie. It's yeah. like a wild drum solo at the end. It's kind of implied that he's, like, proved himself as the prodigy that um, Fletcher was looking for all along. Yeah. Um, it's also kind of left unclear, because it could be that um, Fletcher's still a fucking nightmare person, and Andrew would want to move on. But it, whether or not he's, like, proved himself to Fletcher in this moment, yeah. you know. I don't know. I think, I think Andrew needs Fletcher in a weird, in a sad, sad way. Like, oh, yeah. It's a bleak ending if yeah if you think about it right like man it's it's crazy but it's 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 a good it's a good ending to the film but i feel like they haven't really grown as characters no but hey 
it's it's still worth it what did you yeah. think how did it sink Garrett <sighs> Blackler what did I think and how did it sink James Barron well like I said one sink one yeah. one total but then you've won me over with some like well-timed crash symbols that yeah. you will crash time crashes and stuff that you've heard yeah just a couple of extra bits I would say there's one real sink <laughs> yeah but like yeah, a couple of things lining up minor you know but yeah. that's not I wouldn't put them on the on any kind of chart you know it's no and in our yeah in our new way that we do give demerits yeah again like there's a lot of things yeah. there's a lot of pushback like, at this one yeah this is an amazing movie I'm excited to listen like to actually hear it instead of Pink Floyd yeah I'm glad you enjoyed it yeah but I think this is a a one yep I agree yeah it's a one we had to, is it, it was a one ha- lower than magic mike was, was magic mike a one as well yeah okay um nah put them together that's funny okay. yeah <laughs> together at last yeah both strong fedora films but bad yes. sync films so yeah. you know none of the fedora films have done well pink floyd do not sync with fedoras who would have thought yeah yeah there you go because yeah entourage and the sting were other fedora films and also bad yeah wow. bad sinks if that's oh. one thing that we've learned from doing this podcast <laughs> like that's a conclusive proof that we can make yeah a first one <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're gonna go to a pink floyd concert don't wear your fedora because you just no. won't get it as much you're in for a bad time if you do that yeah yeah that's what we've learned <laughs> sweet all right yeah wow. one one out of ten plot yeah. along your graphs kids <laughs> what are we doing next gareth GDB? Well, I, I had a lot of, I had, I thought a lot, and I had some stuff lined up, mm. but I'm just, I'm worried because we've given this oh, no. film a low ranking that J.K. Simmons is going to be mad at us. <gasps> so I'm like, I've got to get him what he wants. I've got to win him and back. So I looked, at, I like, you know, checked out his rest of his films very mm-hmm. quickly, and the one thing he seems to really want is pictures of Spider Man. Yeah, he's always wanting those pictures of Spider Man. He sure is. And what film has the most pictures of Spider-Man <laughs> than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That is, yeah, from what I know about Spider-Man Into the Spider- Spider-Verse, it's got, like, more pictures of Spider-Man on average than any other <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah. Heck yeah. So, sweet. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one. Oh, uh, it's a good film. Cool. And it's, like, visually bonkers, so maybe we'll have a good time. Like, maybe we'll maybe. get some more sinkage. The spider hyphen men will be yeah. visual on our screen. Good, good music background, music video for us. Yeah, I've lost, I've lost the will and ability to speak, Gareth. I'm trying... <laughs> well, in that case, we'd better wrap this up. I've been Gareth Blackler. <laughs> I've been James Barron. Ah, uh, good job, and we'll oh. see you on the dark side of the moon. We'll <laughs> see you on the dark side of the moon. <laughs> That was my drum solo. That was some good drums. Cheers.